At Mass here last evening and both Masses this morning, we welcomed Father Jared Wolf as the newest associate pastor, as our new associate pastor here at St. Mary's. And Father Wolf will be with us uh, starting actually this past Monday. I found it kind of ironic that in the Gospel today, I don't know if you'll catch it, but I'll point it out that Jesus says to his disciples as he sends them that he is sending them as lambs among wolves. And we just got Father Wolf. <laughs> so maybe he's being sent as a wolf among lambs because St. Mary's parishioners are a bunch of, bunch of gentle lambs, right? And so I trust that you'll enjoy having Father Wolf here. It's easier to talk about somebody when he's not here, so I'll tell you what I told the people this morning. This story may or may not be true. We've heard it third hand, and Father Wolf is not the one who sent it to me, but once you see him next weekend, you'll tell by his stature that this story may be very well true. Father Wolf played football at the University of Mary for two years, uh, where he also studied, uh, I don't know what he studied actually, but he played football, let's just say that. And after two years of playing football at University of Mary, the offense was re-coordinating, refiguring their offensive line and coming up with a new configuration for their offense. And one of the key components of the newly configured offense was the tight end, Jared Wolf. And at the same time, he was sensing a call to the priesthood and he decided to leave and enter the seminary leaving them high and dry. So the football coaches don't, didn't really know how this worked. They went to the very top. They went to Monsignor Shea, the president in the University of Mary, and they begged him, don't let him go. <laughs> Have him reconsider. And Monsignor Shea said, yeah, it doesn't work like that, fellas. And so he entered the seminary, and we're thankful that he's a priest here in our diocese. So you'll be meeting here next weekend. Every year in September on the 14th, we celebrate a feast day that's called the Feast of the Exaltation or the Triumph of the Cross. This past September, that feast day of the Exaltation of the Cross fell on a Friday, which meant we had our Friday morning grade school mass here at St. Mary's. And as I oftentimes do for our grade school students, I begin by asking them a question. So I said, students, today is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. Can anyone tell me what's one of the most common objects or items you'll find on a necklace? Hands went up. I thought, they got it. Called on one young lady. A diamond. I said, no, it's the feast of the exaltation of the cross. <laughs> Can anyone tell me What's one of the most common objects you'll find on a necklace? Little boy, first grader, bright eyes, raised his hand, smiled at his mom and dad before he answered. He said, a shark tooth. <laughs> Just so happens that family last year got me a shark tooth necklace for Christmas. <laughs> kind of a nice thing to keep. I said, no. <laughs> It's the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. Can anyone tell me what's one of the most common objects you'll find on a necklace? And finally, one little girl said, a cross, a crucifix. That's correct. Now, does anyone find it strange 
that one of the most common objects you'll find on a necklace or in a dining room or in your bedroom or in a church is in fact a cross. Doesn't that seem a bit strange to anyone? Can you imagine when the stores are open, not on a Sunday night, going down to the jewelry store and buying a little charm that replicates an electric chair? Yeah, that'd be a bit odd, right? For somebody to say, oh, what a beautiful electric chair charm you have on your necklace. Or can anyone imagine going to the store and buying a little syringe replica that you put on a necklace filled with, I don't know, lethal injection? Oh, what a beautiful syringe you have on your necklace. No, that would be a bit odd. And yet we hold up the cross as something we venerate. We hold up the cross as something with great reverence. And the reason I use those two examples is because as many of us know, for the Romans, the cross was the most gruesome form of capital punishment to be used for capital crimes. The Romans had a saying, and it went like this, if you cross us, we will cross you. Jesus of Nazareth crossed the Romans, and what did they do to him? They crossed him. But the reason we venerate the cross and hold it up as we do, the reason St. Paul could say in the second reading, may I not boast in anything except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, is because the cross is not a place of defeat. The cross is actually a place of victory because it was at Calvary on the cross. It was for that reason that Jesus came, that he came essentially to give up his life on the cross for the salvation of the world. And it is not a place of defeat. It was not a place where he lost. It was the place where he won. Which means then for our lives, everyone, wherever we experience our various crosses, and I trust we do, it's tempting to see it as a place where we lose. It's tempting to see it as a place where we're defeated. It's tempting to see it as a place where all is lost. But that's not the case for the Christian people. That the cross for us is a place that can be a place of victory because Jesus was victorious on Good Friday and not a loser. So what I want us to do this evening, or maybe sometime this week, is to be able to name for ourselves, where do I experience the cross? Where is it heavy? Where does it hurt the most? And wherever that place is, we need to trust that Jesus takes care of us in that place. That the place right now in our lives where he wants to take care of us most is where we experience the weight of the cross. And our own crosses can be victorious to the degree that we allow him in to those places of our lives. Because light always comes from darkness. 
Because Easter Sunday always follows Good Friday. Because the empty tomb always follows Calvary. May we give Jesus permission to love us and let us be victorious wherever we feel the weight of the cross.